I, I can't, I can't be mad at myself. Cause I, ultimately it was like the smart choice and I, it would have been, yeah, it would have been all in and I would have, I would have never sold the crypto punk. Of course not. Like, so it is what it is. That's kind of, that's the story there. And now I'm like, now my goal is to like eventually get up to a point where I could like trade for one. I, I don't know if I can get to the point where I would like liquidate some stuff and I'm like, whoo, like, I, like, cause then it's like spending half a mil. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If I trade, so if I trade a handful of NFTs for a punk, it's like, oh, it's fine. You know what I mean? No big deal. So, um, so that's the goal. That is the, that is the goal. And People, I'm telling you, people underestimate my determination, but I will get there. If you are ever traded professionally, you should make sure that your package comes with a CryptoPunk going to wherever you're going. So instead of cash considerations, you're going to see Tommy Wilson sent to the Boston Red Sox with a CryptoPunk for a player to be named letter and cash considerations. <laughs> dude, dude. Yeah. Or like part of my contract, it's like, I, like I signed like a long-term deal with the Mets and it's like, five-year deal for 10 mil or like five-year deal for nine and a half and a crypto punk exactly like, the boys got phds when it comes to talking about nfts and that's nifty that's nifty They come to this place to talk about the crypto space And that's nifty, that's nifty, that's nifty Your hosts for tonight's podcast are Tyler, Larry, and Slime Sunday Damn, that's nifty Hello, hello, hello What's up, Tommy? Nice mic What up? Am I, is my audio all right here? Sounds great. Perfect. Perfect. Real question: how, how do we sound? <laughs> you, guys, you guys sound great as well. All right. Fantastic. Nice, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, taking some time and jumping on with us. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I feel like I got to tell you, my, my name's not Tommy. It feels like I should clear that up. First of all, I'm Larry. Okay. Larry, Tyler, Tommy. Nice to meet you. Uh, okay. <laughs> perfect. Yep, it's just the uh, Twitter moniker. So wrong pseudonym. Yep, I know. I wish I wish I had like a fake name, but I've just kind of. It's hard, like when I'm a baseball player, like everybody knows my name anyways, so doesn't even matter. And they slap the name on the back. It's kind of hard to get rid of it, you know. Yeah, it's not like they're gonna slap some like fake artist name on my jersey. So be kind of sick though. I guess Ichiro got cool. away with it, right? Uh, Ichiro did true. get away with it. Yeah. I don't know if it, the artist formerly known as each row. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> last name on the Jersey, but yeah, man, I, uh, awesome. how's the off season treating you? You laying low. I saw you doing a little bit of travel. Uh, yeah. Off season. Off season's good. Yeah. We had that like two week road trip back from New York. So we just drove through like the national parks and stuff, which was super cool. And it was kind of nice to kind of like check out from baseball and art for like a little while. Um, and just kind of like, go see some some nature and whatnot so that was super cool and then yeah ever since i got back it's kind of just been the off-season grind just been wake up work out get my throwing in and stuff and then come home and work on art and projects and all that jazz for like the rest of the day so what a fucking it's been great awesome life dude 
I know. I know. I'm, I'm super, super blessed, like with, with everything that I've, I'm doing right now. And it's like, honestly, hard to believe sometimes I like have to like step back and think like, wow, like I'm, I'm like doing like pro baseball. I'm doing art, like both things that I love to do. You know what I mean? Like I could be doing like a, like a desk job, you know what I mean? Somewhere like, which is not what I would want to do. You know what I mean? Like, even if it was like, let's say to like pay more, it's like, no, I love baseball. Definitely, definitely lucky to be, to be doing both for sure. Yeah. And we appreciate you. uh, You've been liking our stuff from like the get go, man. We've both been following each other for a while now. Since day one, man. Yeah. It's been, it feels like it's been forever now, man. Day one. Well (laughs) on that, like what was your intro uh, like to the NFT space. Cause you had a nifty drop back in July, right? So of 2020, let's, 2020, let's see, please, like yeah. early, the, one of the first artists we saw on that platform. <clears throat> yeah. I was like, I think I was dropped like 12 or something, which is like blows my mind now to like go back and, and think about it. Yeah. It's absolutely like wild to think about. This is like, I had like 400 followers. Nifty gateway had like 200 followers. Like what, what even was an NFT? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not even like a true like OG. Like I've been around a while, but like even you know, obviously we got like the Coldies and X copies have been around since like 2018. That's a long time ago. Um, but I got my intro through Micah Johnson, who of course you guys know and everybody knows at this point. Um, he's doing great things. Um, but with his first drop on on Nifty Gateway, he reached out on Twitter, just kind of threw out a tweet. He was like, "Hey, I'm looking for like a minor leaguer." Um, to help me out with this project using like Adobe After Effects. Um, and he knew like the grind of the minor league. So he wanted to like help out somebody, you know, in the minor league. So I reached out to him because I kind of know I've, I've dabbled with like Adobe and video editing and some art stuff kind of my life. So I was like, yeah, dude, like I can help out for sure. So I actually like helped him animate. Um, I think it must have been his first one of one. Like it was the, uh, it was like the George Floyd um, collab drop he did with Matt Caesar. Yeah. And I actually animated like, it was like a pretty simple animation. I just did the animation of like the handwriting on the one of one version. Um, so I helped him out with that. And that was like, I don't know, probably May, 2020. And then I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like, why don't I start making my own stuff? And then sure enough, within the next couple of months, had a drop on, Nif- had a solo drop on Nifty Gateway. So it was, it was crazy. And it feels like 10 years ago now. <laughs> It's fun to watch your art progress too, because we took a look at your Super Air account and it starts out as pop art that's got a little bit of animation to it. It's full blown 3D at this point. And it's like stunning, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun, like, I guess roller coaster, maybe. I I'm like as much as I want, and I've talked about this on a couple of different places, but as much as I want to like stick to like one thing in one style and I want everybody to be like yo that's like Tommy Wilson um it's hard for me to not like chase after something that I want to like get good at you know what I mean like I got into the space I was doing 2d with a little bit of animation and then like I was introduced to like guys like Gavin Shapiro and Carlos Marcial and all these like 3d artists that are creating like insane work that I was like wow that's like so sick it's like I want to get on that level you know what I mean so it was like instant like motivation where I was like, wow, I need to like, I need to do that. And that's super cool. And, and sure enough, I ended up like teaching myself how to do 3d. Um, and honestly, 3d is like been super like rewarding and it, it's like a, a mega challenge for me. And it's really, it was really difficult, like at the start 
but I kind of just kept pushing and had, had help from guys like Carlos and, and a couple other folks that were like giving me tips here and there. Um, so I've definitely really enjoyed the 3D. And also part of that was like, I loved doing sports art and it was great, but I didn't want um, people to like my art for like who it was rather than just my art, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if I make, if I make a, a piece of like Tom Brady or whoever, it's like, somebody doesn't like Tom Brady, they're not going to buy the art. So it's like, I want people to like my art for my art, not for who the art is of, if that makes sense. So that's, that's kind of why I landed on 3d art and probably uh, what I'll be doing, like, you know, for, you know, the foreseeable future, but, but that's kind of the, the the story there. And so did you start in after effects and like Photoshop and what 3d stuff did you have to like teach yourself like program wise? For sure. Yeah. So I started in, um, yeah, just basic like After Effects stuff, Premiere Pro, video editing, um, mostly like subtle animations here and there. And then I downloaded Blender, which was just like a free uh, 3D app. And I just wanted to like dabble. So it was I picked Blender because it was free. And then I've been sticking with Blender ever since. And it's honestly, it's awesome. And I can't believe that it's free. It's like such a powerful application show so shout out to them for uh it being free that's huge dude i might download blender <laughs> yeah <laughs> messing around everybody yeah. everybody always is like yeah like i want to i want to give it a shot like but like i'm not great it's like psh, there's like a million youtube videos man like where you can like just get going and that's how i started you just kind of like you just got to be patient with it it's like tough but like you got to start super simple and then kind of just keep keep going but it's fun it's it's a blast for sure so like, I can't help but think while, while you're describing this, like that is so relatable to a pitcher because you must always be, and, and I know you're always working on something. You're always either trying to fine tune a pitch, institute a new one. Um, how was that? Or like, do you see that correlation? Do you feel that correlation between like, you know, going out and working out, you know, throwing a bullpen, coming back in and, and you know, at night working on your artwork, do you feel like the, you know, the commonality between the two? hundred percent. Yeah. It's, um, they like align way more than I ever, than I ever thought. And I think that like competitiveness in me to like, always want to get better with baseball. And I obviously like, I'm never going to be perfect. You know what I mean? With baseball. And it's like, I'm always trying to improve and, and get better on, you know, my change up or I'm trying to throw harder. Um, like there's never like a, a finish line, you know what I mean? Like making it to the big leagues is great, but it's like, then I got to stay there. Um, and yeah, it's super, super similar to the art. It's like, my art's like come a long way and it's like, I still have so much I want to improve on, but like, I know I can only take it one step at a time. So there's definitely a correlation there. And there's definitely like a level of competitiveness to myself, like with my art, it's like, okay, how can I like top the last piece? You know what I mean? Like I'm super stoked with how it came out, but then the next one, it's like, how can I make it better? How can I get better every single piece, which is like super fun for me and keeps it like interesting and, and definitely correlates um for sure with both so we we're we're obviously an art podcast but what pitches are you working on i'm a baseball junkie so <laughs> what do you got cooking yeah um yeah so this off season um i'll mostly be focusing on like increasing my velocity like with my fastball um last season i got um switched from a starter to a reliever and as you both know relievers typically throw much harder than starters um so that's kind of like my main focus and I had like a good year out of the pen it was it was fine but I think to like really like put my name on the map like as a 
reliever slash closer, whatever, I got to kind of step up my velocity a little bit. Um, so that's the main focus this off season is fixing up a couple like mechanical things, getting stronger in the weight room, all that jazz, because I kind of like grew up with like pitch ability and like pitching in Southern California, going to Cal state Fullerton. It's all like pitch ability, throwing like 88 to 90, good change up, good off speed stuff. So it's definitely time for me to like step my game up as far as like velocity goes. So I'll be working on that this off season for the next that spin rate up, dude. Gotta get that spin rate. rate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. No more illegal. No more uh, fishy substances. So (laughs) can't really. uh, Can't really. Dude, yeah. It's that was that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I too want to go back quickly because when you put a timeline to like when you got in and when you talked to to Micah and Matt and um, so that was pandemic early times. But for you, like you didn't have a season, so. Correct. Like, how did that play out just from like a, a timing perspective? I'm assuming you might have been like looking for a job or something to do uh, once you realize like, oh, shit, like minor leaguers aren't playing right now. What was that like just from uh, to put in some context? Because that's yeah, it's fucking crazy. For man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, it was definitely like scary. Like when COVID hit, we came home and I was like, oh, maybe it'll last like a month and then we'll go back out to season. And then it was like got worse and worse. And then season got canceled. And it was like, shoot, like I might not be like making any money right now. It's like, and obviously like I'm a minor leaguer in the first place. Like we don't make, you know, very much money at all. So it's like, I don't have much to work with. So I was definitely looking for like gigs to do. And I was kind of like patrolling Twitter, honestly. And I was looking for like jobs here and there with like after effects, video editing. Um, and I was, I wanted to do like, um, like social media managing for like a, uh, a company or something. And I was like applying to different companies like that. And then one day I, I saw the Micah tweet because this other uh, account that I follow, I think her name is Emily. She's like, um, she's like a big uh, supporter of minor leaguers and I was trying to help out. So she retweeted Micah's tweet and I saw that and I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, this is an opportunity. Like I even knew, I even know of Micah because I grew up watching the Dodgers. He played with the Dodgers. So I was like, this is super cool. So, yeah. So I was like, this is, this is a great way for me to like get my training in. Like I can still go throw and work out in the mornings. Like I don't have to get locked down, like with a job, like, I don't know, going working at like target or whatever. Like this is actually, I can kind of work on my own time and whatnot. So it was definitely, um, definitely perfect timing. And it was also good timing because I had a ton of time during COVID to just kind of like work on art and like, connect with people online and like so it was definitely like really good timing as far as that goes as well um but yeah it definitely um it definitely helped once kind of I mean to put it into perspective like my first drop on on nifty gateway was like more money I, I made more money from that first drop than I had the entire past season like as a minor leaguer yeah wow so it was like completely completely life-changing and you got to think I was like I, the packs, the packs were 40 bucks. I wasn't like, you know, so it, it was crazy. And, um, and I was, I was like ready to sell like five packs. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, man, if I sell like, if I sell like five or 10 packs, like I'll be super stoked, you know, that's going to be really cool. Um, and then it sold out in like 10 minutes and like, it, it was just like, obviously that was the first day. And then it's been like freaking full speed ever since. Um, but yeah, that was like, 
absolutely incredible and like life changing from like day one, like just day one that like changed everything. That was back before they gave you housing money too. True. Yeah. That's, that's pretty recent. Yeah. So it's like, I wasn't pulling in very much money at all, let alone like breaking even, you know what I mean? So um, NFTs have definitely changed, changed my life by, you know, a long shot. Yeah. That's crazy too. You, you, you just think of just the power of Twitter right there, you know, uh, in, in, in the connection, just from surfing, looking, you know, not networking, but keeping you take, your eyes out. You, you know? take that for granted a lot where it's like, we're connected to everyone, you know, that's on this platform, you know, and sure. you find a job here. You can find a friend, you can find an opportunity. It's, that's probably why the NFT Twitter is like so pure and just like, you know, embracing like, like in general. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, we're, we're like 30 year olds that never had Twitters and, and dive in here and just like trying to keep track of drops and stuff. And, you know, then you yeah. actually meet real people and they're actually cool and normal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. It's, it's Fuck, crazy. I, I got a shit ton of art over here. How'd this happen? <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't yeah. even been a year yet for me. I'm pulling up on my one year anniversary, but that's that's crazy to think it hasn't been five years already. I know it's yeah, it feels like a long time. But yeah, Twitter, like. Who would have thought like I never, ever used Twitter until I started like looking for gigs. I was like looking for jobs or whatever. And now it's like Twitter's like basically the only thing that I use. Like, I mean, I'm on Instagram like here and there, but it's like now I'm just cert- like, what else do I need? Like, I guess Discord a little bit, but Discord gets a little hectic. But I mean, Twitter, like that's like all I need right now. Yeah, you get your news straight from the the source. Roger Dickman, just, just get your clips from CNBC, the only part of the Dude. news that matters. <laughs> For real. I love seeing him on, on those, like, on those like news uh, broadcasts and whatnot. Cause he's so well-spoken and he's so like, well-spoken. I think like Nails a really it. good, like good, like representative, you know, for like the NFT community. Like, so it's, it's really cool to see him on there. He is, he is the guy. That's exactly guy. what I think too. When I see him up there, I'm like, he is speaking for all of us because he just knows the right thing to say. And so poignant every time. 100%. And I would definitely like pick him. Like if I had to pick somebody, it's like, He's a guy, he knows, he knows what he's talking about. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about, like I followed Roger like a long time ago and his account was like about sports. You know what I mean? He like collected his first NFT. And I remember seeing his like profile picture of like him playing dodgeball or something. I think like, (laughs) this was like a long time ago. Um, and now he's like, you know, doing his, his thing at artifacts and running, you know, running stuff. So it's super cool crazy how much can happen honestly within this time period it's wild man so we were looking on um nifty and is it max capacity that has a lot of your pieces uh max stealth that's it's max stealth that's yeah that was um that was crazy i remember uh we were me and my wife were on a trip in like big bear mammoth out here in california and um i woke up one morning and i had like 30 or 40 of those like secondary sales emails. And I was like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, and then the next morning, like, it, and it was great. Obviously I was stoked and like, you just got, what the hell happened though? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what, like what, what happened? Like who, you know, what's going on? So then I saw like, they were all max stealth and I was like, and I reached out to him. I was like, dude, thank you. Like, that's so crazy. Like really appreciate it. He didn't respond. Next day I wake <laughs> up, next day I wake up. It was like another 30 or 40 pieces he bought again on the secondary. I was like, what is happening? So I messaged him again. I was like, dude, thank you. Like literally this is like life changing for me just off of the secondary sales. 
And then like Sunday comes around and he does it again. It was like another like still ghosting you though. Huh? Has he not answered you yet at this point? No, he ended up answering me like <laughs> two or three weeks later. But he <laughs> yeah, he kind of like swept everything like that one weekend. And yeah, he ended up he we ended up chatting a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's super cool. And that was that was insane. I remember that weekend very vividly. He might be one of my first five follows, I think, on Twitter. He was like, I don't know how much collecting he's doing now. I'm sure he's still up on there, but that was one of the first ones I saw on Nifty where I was like, Oh, this guy is playing the game. He knows what's up. Sure. Yeah. You know what's you know what's funny is like so I followed Max Stealth pretty early on too. I remember like throughout this past like year and a half or whatever it is, like the first like time I noticed a collector who's like a like a whale, you know what I mean? And like dropping like big time amounts. And I'm like, whoa, like that's crazy. And then like the next person comes in and is dropping more, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then it keeps happening. But like the most recent one is like Vincent Van Doe and Starry Night. It's like whoa you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean like yeah and then is, but is there going to be another person that's like dropping more money it's like kind of blowing my mind a little bit but i miss the old days of uh, west coast bill and whale shark and <laughs> whale shark and pablo. Dude, yeah. pablo pablo shout, yeah Shout out. pablo pulled one of those monster cat pieces that i got today actually i saw his name pop up so i was like oh an og yeah <laughs> you love to see it yeah you do that's been crazy though. I guess I wanted to dive into like the uh, your super rare curation there, just from uh, you know, because sure. super rare has got such a. It, it seems like a very pure place for um, you know NFT art, crypto art, however you want to put it. Um, how do you approach sure. what you release on there, um, and, and kind of what's your mindset when you're you know kind of looking at what you got out and what you want to do next? For sure, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've typically like, I think super has been kind of like my, the main platform that I've kind of been, been working on for the past, like six months, I'd say, um, just kind of focusing on like one of ones and like, you know, telling my story with these one of ones. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like shifted, I guess, like within the last six months, like my idea of what I want to post on super rare. And I think that's because of the, the shift in like how difficult it is to get on super rare now. Like when I first got on super rare, it wasn't necessarily like that difficult. There wasn't that many people applying at all. I was like, I was on a list of like 20 people or 30 people that like applied um, around the same time as my first nifty drop. So now I like, I see the, the value of just being on the platform. Um, So I try to be a little more careful with what I'm tokenizing on there um and really like making sure it's best work like when it's a one of one and not that my not best work i wouldn't make it turn it into an addition piece just because it's not my best um but i feel like each uh each piece that i've put on super rare is like super special to me like in a way that like i either like spent like a ton of time on it like that um that one piece that kind of like semi put me on the map on super rare was when i did that one of like uh it was called the man with no name with like the bullets and it like turned like one way it looked like a cowboy the other way it looked like a gun yep and that one took me like i want to say like a month and a half of just like painstaking work on this piece and i was like this piece like means a lot to me because i like i put everything into this piece and it took me like a really long time um so i'd say it's kind of like more in that range where it's like 
I know I'm making a one of one that's like, you know, I'm telling a story. And like recently it's been more like the pieces that I'm working on. I'll start a piece and then I realize it somehow like relates to something that's going on like within my life. So yeah, I can't, I don't know if that kind of like all makes sense, but um, it's that's definitely a, like a platform where I want to put like my best workout um, stuff that like tells a story and like is, is special to me. So and shout out rare. Shout out shout rare. Out, shout out rare. We, we like the rare. That was, that was a pleasant surprise when I woke up that morning. Wow. Yeah. Do you know about the new one? That was uh that was incredible. <laughs> no, I get, all I got to look this up. Yeah. Did you get that? I did get that dude. I got it. Like I, I, I got it and then I swapped it instantly for more rare. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. So I like the move. It it is what it is. It is what it is. It's it's like tripled since I swapped it, which is like whatever. I've learned Typical. to just I'm kind of numb to things now. It's like I'm happy with my I bought more rare. I'm I believe in super rare and what they're doing. So it's like, what can you do? You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, with you. So. I kind of like that move. Actually. I like that move a lot. I might be talking after this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> a medium rare staked mine, but uh, <laughs> how's the uh, yeah. <laughs> how's the campaign? I, I I love when I love when Tommy wakes up and feels like he tells everyone he needs a crypto punk, and he will have one one day. How's the campaign going? Dude. And and Dude. was there any time when you were looking and you could have had one, or like were there any close purchases around like the? Yeah. The, this time okay. last year. Give me the, yeah, let me, let me tell you this story. Real quick. All right, perfect. <laughs> it's been a, it's, it's been, a, uh, it's been a, a wild ride with these, these crypto punks. Let me tell you, I've, I've Mark Simpson like, one was great, by the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that. That was like exactly how I was feeling the whole weekend. <laughs> I was like, I gotta have one. I gotta own one. Um, I've honestly, I've wanted a crypto punk like since the beginning, but I've always like, I've always been chasing it. So like back when I first started, they were like one ETH, right? And that was like 300 bucks. 300 bucks <laughs> was a lot to me at that time. You know what I mean? I was like, I yeah. can't, I was like, I can't spend 300 bucks right now. I can't on like a, on an NFT. I just couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> a digital it. asset, a JPEG I'm, at that time, you know, like. Yeah, a JPEG. Yeah. And I liked them and I was like, I want one, but I couldn't afford it. And then I kept like, kept grinding. And then I was like buying some NFTs on Nifty Gateway but CryptoPunks were like maybe like five to eight ETH, which was like at that time, I don't know, maybe 1500 or a thousand. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like 10 to 20 grand. Something like less. Probably. Yeah. Maybe a little less. And I was like, I was like, geez, like still too much. Right. This keeps happening. Right. I'm chasing <laughs> yeah. the CryptoPunk floor. <laughs> fast forward to like, fast forward to like spring training, I want to say of this year. So 2021 spring training. CryptoPunk floor is about 15 Ethereum, which was like 35 grand, right? Um, yeah, 15 Ethereum. And I was like talking to my wife about it. And she like, she like gave me the go ahead. This was like, keep in mind, this was like, this was like all in. This was like, I'm either, I'm buying this CryptoPunk. This is all or nothing. Like basically a hundred percent of my sales from like super rare and everything. And I was like, Either I go all in and I picked out the punk. I picked it out. I was like, this is the one I like. It was dope. It had a bandana, eye patch, ear, like gold earring. I was like, this is it. Right. And I was like sitting there like at night, like on my laptop. And I was like, like I wanted to. And I was getting like 
nauseous. I was like, dude, like 35 grand, like this is a lot of freaking money. But I knew like in my head, I was like, this is the smartest play I could ever make right now. I know these crypto punks are going to be the NFT. Like it's like so inevitable. And this was actually right after I went to um, Bitcoin Miami and I had just talked to uh, Matt Medved about crypto punks. And we were just talking about how inevitable it was for like crypto punks to like, you know, blow up. And I was like sitting there and that like the end of the night, I was like, dude, like I just got so nauseous about spending 35 grand and it was all in. So I closed my laptop and I was like, I can't do it. And then that was it. That was my only chance. And then literally maybe like, I don't know, two or three weeks later, they like mooned and I was like, I was pissed, but it was also like, was it the wise choice? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to just like, I don't think it's smart to just go all in on one thing necessarily. You know what I mean? So that was like the one time that I actually caught the floor, you know? And it was like, and I didn't do it. I didn't pull the trigger. And now I'm just like screaming from the rooftops that I like will own a crypto punk eventually. It's like, who even knows now? This should help you sleep at night though, because if you had the one, you would have had that 35 grand tied up. It's not like you were going to sell it. Now, if you could have gotten two, now that would have been the play. So can't even be mad at yourself. I know. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't, I can't be mad at myself. Cause I ultimately it was like the smart choice and I, it would have been, yeah, it would have been all in and I would have, I would have never sold the crypto punk. Of course not. Like, so it is what it is. That's kind of, that's the story there. And now I'm like, now my goal is to like eventually get up to a point where I could like trade for one. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I, I don't know if I can get to the point where I would like liquidate some stuff and i'm like whoo like i like because then it's like spending half a mil you know what i mean yeah yeah if i trade if i trade a handful of nfts for a punk it's like oh it's fine you know what i mean no big deal so um so that's the goal that is the that is the goal and people i'm telling you people underestimate my determination but i will get there (laughs) i will get there good luck to you man i mean there's people out there like richard who said no to 10 million dollars yeah see i don't know if i i don't know if i would have done that I, <laughs> yeah we talked about it that's an immediate sell for me <laughs> but i was gonna say if you are ever traded professionally you should make sure that your package comes with a crypto punk going to wherever you're going so instead of cash considerations you're gonna see tommy wilson sent to the boston red sox with a crypto punk for a player to be named letter and cash considerations <laughs> Dude. Dude, yeah, or like part of my contract, it's like, I like I sign like a long term deal with the Mets, and it's like five year deal for ten mil, or like five year deal for nine and a half and a crypto punk. Exactly. Like, Talk about the headlines. No brainer. Yep. Or work in like a clause. Yeah, where dude. The floor gets to like you know a certain number, you automatically get one. Yeah, dude. I like that. I, however it happens, like I, it's so inevitable to me that I will own one. I just yep. don't know when. <laughs> I have not I gave up hope. I gave up hope for like a two week period after I didn't buy one. Uh, but the hope is back. The hope is definitely back. So I will get I will get there. Have you looked up the one that you passed on to see what it's what it's at now? I have looked at yeah, I have found it and it's just like chilling in the dude's wallet. So or 
he or she's wallet. So it's, um, but hopefully it's in, it's in good hands, man. Yeah. It was so cool. It was such a cool punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, don't worry. We're in the same boat as in like, uh, don't uh, have a punk. We don't have a punk. No, but, <laughs> but I, we have it. We have a recorded one. Um, I bought my ape and, and mind you sold it a little, a little early. Um, I was convincing Tyler, like, Tyler, you're going to buy this ape. He's like, nah, man. Meanwhile, they're, 0.4.3 at the time something in that range like, you know i'm just gonna be stubborn and not get right one. all right all right well i ended up with like the a bottom 100 rarity ape made a, made some good money off of it but um yeah we're definitely in the regret train together so but hey it's money we never had yeah so i'm mad mean, that we lost it yeah right that's like it's so it like with nfts i keep i tell everybody it's like dude like don't look back like it's just too painful i'm like how many things you're going to miss. Like you're going to miss so many freaking things. Like you just got to focus on the wins. Like how many wins I've had is like outrageous. You know what I mean? Like, so I can't, I can't be mad at the crypto punk thing. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm still going to get there. So it's all good. On the collecting front. Are there any artists that catch your eye that you've been trying to collect or people that you have actually collected that you're super pumped about? Uh, that's a great question. So a couple of my favorites one of my favorites from early on, just because I love his work and he helped me out so much was Carlos Marcial. I love his like infinity rooms. Mm-hmm. Another goal of mine is to grab one of his one of one infinity rooms. I got one of his open editions on, uh, on nifty, um, a few months back. Um, but I would love to, to grab one of his one of ones from super rare. That'd be super cool. And then, um, of course you guys know, uh, Ikaitsa from with the, the skulls and stuff. Um, yeah, I saw the collab you did as well. Yeah, dude freaking so crazy that i got to do that that was so cool because i love i love his work and i think it's super super cool so that was that was fun that i got to collab with him so if i got to grab one of those one of his one of ones from super rare as well that'd be epic um see who else i love gavin shapiro's stuff i think he's his stuff is incredible um yeah those are those are a few of my favorites um i'm trying to think who else yeah that's a solid list yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. I, I love the I love the three D artists. Um, I get super inspired by them, and it's like, wow, that stuff's incredible. I probably couldn't even do that. So that's the kind of stuff that I like for sure. Um, I'm hoping to like get to a point where like I'm making enough from sales that I can start collecting like one of ones from Super Rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite at that point yet, just because like NFTs are literally like what pay the bills for me. Like because baseball doesn't really cut it and now it's the off season i'm not getting paid so um so yeah hopefully i can get to a point where i can really kind of like start seriously collecting that'd be really cool how crazy backwards does that feel to where like if you were to think like you know five years ago like okay i'm pursuing baseball right now yet you know my heart keeps the lights on yeah (laughs) seriously literally yeah it's it's super true yeah i wouldn't i would have never guessed it um but it's taken some of the pressure off of baseball, which is really cool. I kind of just like, obviously I'm playing ball and I want to make it to the show, but it's like, um, I can kind of just enjoy it now knowing that there's no like financial pressure, if that makes sense. hundred percent. That's gotta, that's gotta be huge uh, weight off. Definitely. To be able to go out and yeah. work and, and work properly in the right, you know, headspace. Cause it's so, you know, baseball is such a, um, in your own head type of type of game where, you know, a, a a bunch of individuals coming together that all have to kind of be relatively like-minded and to not be worrying about something that's going on outside. It's got to be a, you know, huge relief to just get in and actually work. So 
Um, Especially for your position. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's like such a mental game. And um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been a blessing to kind of take the financial weight off my shoulders and just kind of like focus on, on pitching and not really worry about like, Oh man, like I got to like make it to the major leagues as fast as I can. Because we're not so financially stable. Now it's just like, we're, you know, we're doing well. I can just like keep focusing on both. And if I make it to the bigs, awesome, sick. That's great. Um, and if not, it's all good. Like I'm an artist. So it's super cool. This is so, so like on that same note, like as like people that you, you know, looking to collect or artists that you follow, who are some, who are some pitchers that, you know, uh, you either, you know, see as, you know, inspiration mentors, anything like that, anyone within the game that you kind of try to emulate for sure. Yeah. I love, um, I don't really try to emulate him, but I'm super inspired by Scherzer and his like how like hard he works and the way like he treats his um, outings and how seriously he takes them. And he just gets like super, super fired up. So that's awesome. And obviously his pitch ability is like insane. So that's cool too. Let's see who else. Um, I love watching the guys who are able to like the not so flamethrower guys, obviously like myself, I'm not really a flamethrower. So it's like super cool to watch like the Kyle Hendricks or like, even like in the recent years, like Kershaw's still dealing, you know what I mean? He's throwing like 90, 91, but he's like, you know, spotting around the zone, um, throwing that little cutter slider thing he's got. Um, so I love watching Kersh. I'm trying to think who else. Um, There's just so Zach many of those. Davies. I don't know if you've seen that. I know, I know Davies for sure. Yep. I, um, yeah. I was going to say now moving to the bullpen too. It's like, there are so many of those guys that, that you see even like right now with the playoffs on, like that will you know come out of the pen that are, you know, uh, who was it for uh, uh, Taylor for the Red Sox lefty? This was his first year, what, 29 years old, first uh, roster he made to start a season. So, like, you see those guys there. And, and then, you know, once you kind of get up and, and and make your mark, you kind of just let it fly. It really doesn't matter what the stuff is. It's like, can you get out? So, yeah, dude, for real. That's literally the name of the game. It's like, if you can get outs, like, however you do it, like, you're going to stay there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so throwing hard just helps a little bit. So, yeah. How has it been like onboarding other athletes to the NFT game? Like, have you found other artists out there? Oh man. It's like, it's kind of tough. Um, a lot of the guys are actually interested in like, I would say more so collecting than, um, than doing their own art, but it, it's difficult because I'm trying to like help them out. But like the entry point price isn't like necessarily easy for like a minor league baseball player to like pull the trigger on even like like a hundred dollar open edition on if he gave away you know what i mean like a hundred bucks to like a minor leaguer is a lot of money so it's it's difficult but they're definitely like interested i got a few guys to like download like a coinbase and a block and kind of dabble start dabbling with like cryptocurrencies and stuff um but as far as nfts go i'm sort of like slowly you know trying to get them into it and like explain it the best way i can try and have them wrap their heads around it which is like the tough part, I feel like, um, but they're super open to it, honestly. And they love hearing about it. I'm always like talking about it in the clubhouse, like every day. So they got to hear about it. You got to learn about him because that's where it's cheap to collect. And if anyone was starting their art career, that'd be a good place to get going just to see some sales roll through and maybe make a little bit of extra cash. For sure. I, I do need to check out Hen. I haven't even, I haven't had a chance to like venture over there just with all the stuff that's like, that I've got going on. Um, but yeah, I should definitely check that out. And I've been, I think it's been a little daunting for me because I don't, I think I need to set up like a new wallet. So I'm like, trust me, bro. I'm in the same boat. I've, people have been telling me for months. I'd have been telling them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got one set up and I do have it set up and I still, 
So, but I did it and I went yeah. head first in. Dude, it's a lot of fun. So if it, if it catches your eye, it, it'll the wallet part's not hard. Yeah, I'll, I'll I should I should get on there because I've I've heard great things and some some really cool artists on there. So I'll uh, I'll give it a look for sure. Well, I think it was the Mets, didn't they? Weren't they? Didn't they have the the Tez, the Tez billboard Tez in the stadium? Giant, massive billboard in center field. Yeah, it's huge. Like their biggest one. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get called by the front office and be like, "Hey, Tommy, can you come up and talk real quick? Um, what are these NFT things?" Uh, what, right. What can you help us out here? What, what do you know about hen? Dude. Oh, <laughs> dude, I just I set up a wallet yesterday. I'll I'll just negotiate like. I'll, I'll do like a, a chat uh, on NFTs for the Mets, but they have to like put my like my QR code to like my my super or whatever next to the Tezos sign. Or I'll like make my own hand account and like I'll mint on Tezos or is it is that it's what is it? Yeah, you can call it mint on Tezos because I guess is just one of the platforms, but that's where I primarily stay. So, yeah, mint right. on Tezos, you can say. Yeah. yeah, that would be genius. I'll just make an account. They slap my QR code there on the on the billboard, and then boom, boom. That's genius, actually. Love it. Make that the first thing you do after you set up your wallet, too. It's like, oh, do you own anything yeah, right. here I'll yet? Hit up, uh, I'll hit up Steve. Yes, yeah, you could honestly probably hit him up on Twitter. Be like, hey, Steve, <laughs> talk about Tez. Here's my he, wallet address. <laughs> Send yeah, me whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the more active, like, Twitter users as far as, like, owners go. So he might be down, man. Crazy. He loves art, too. He's a big art collector. So that would be cool. Huge. Doesn't he have, like, the uh, like the balloon animal? Am I thinking of the right thing? The big-ass, like, uh, dog? He has. Or he's got, he like, a the, shark. Uh, the Damien Hurt shark. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. He, Steve Cohen. He's, like, 90 million or something. Or Yeah. Makes like a Oof. Yeah. Cohen. That's a lot of punks. Cohen's bananas. Yeah, he could he could buy me a punk. That's for sure. Yeah, he I, yeah. So we'll see. It'll be fun to see though where the uh, where the where the Mets go like under the Steve Cohen era. So I'm excited. Yeah. Who are they talking to? You got you know you know anyone that they're uh, might be looking to get manage the team? Larry <laughs> wants some alpha. Yeah, I. <laughs> I that's I'm not the guy to ask. I'm just a uh, you know I'm just a minor leaguer, so I have no I have no Mets alpha for you, unfortunately. Uh, well, what do you think about that though? You you see like a like a guy like Cora come back to the Red Sox, Hinch gets goes back to goes back to Detroit, um, and I mean you guys, I mean the Mets had Beltran lined up. Like, do you think that's a, a do you think they would consider him, or is he straight up blackball? That I mean that situation was fucked up just in general. Um, I, I think that because of the whole situation where he came and then left, it yeah. would be like awkward to bring him back. If we never had him in the first place, I would say maybe. Yeah. Um, I heard nothing but good things about Rojas and I think he did a great job with the team. Um, it was just kind of an unfortunate scenario with the second half of the season. Um, so I'm honestly pretty bummed that Rojas is gone, but we'll see. We'll see who they, uh, they go for hey maybe maybe they go back for beltron who knows but um it, i feel like that'd be a little awkward bringing yeah. it back yeah i feel like i feel like the red Sox could do that with core just because they, he was here had the success and then he's still a good manager so a legit manager probably would have got the job with that because he had the job but for sure crazy that's crazy i found Sorry. out a fun fact what you got i found out today that your father is biff from back to the future that is a that is a little known fact in the NFT community. Yeah, 
I don't like, I don't like hide it. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to be like outwardly like, yo, guess what? You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. Where did you find that? God, I don't even know. Just searching on the internet, trying to do a little research beforehand. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Those are flats. Yeah. Shout out SpongeBob. All the boys. (laughs) Yeah. He's done, he's done many a voice in SpongeBob and actually fun fact. I'll like, I'll plug this for him. He has his own super air account. Actually. Let's go. <laughs> nice. He's a, uh, cause he's, he's been, uh, he's been painting like his whole life and doing like traditional art stuff. So like um, I actually animated or like he has like high quality images of his paintings. So I actually, um, I just kind of like helped him animate a few of his, his paintings. So, um, so yeah, he's on, he's on super air. He's not very like um, he hates like Twitter and social media. So uh, he's not going to really like, post much about it you know what i mean so it's not gonna nobody's really even hardly seen it he sold his first two on there which was really cool um is that under thomas wilson but yeah so so he's i think on super it's tom wilson usa okay super.com slash tom wilson usa um but he's got these like giant paintings basically that um he did this whole like pop art series about his like experience um of being in back to the future and kind of like you know how how it went down like what it did like for his life and stuff um in different positive and negative um fashions um so he did this whole like pop art series of paintings um and it's a super cool collection and i'm like i wish i could like buy this nft for my dad but like he wants like you know a pretty a pretty good chunk of change for it um but we've been talking about possibly doing some sort of like physical x you know nft yeah, because he's got these huge paintings. I think I think people would dig it. So, trying to figure that out. But um, but yeah, Tom Wilson USA. Shout out, Dad. That's fucking sick, dude. All your um, your SpongeBob gifts now make like so much more sense to me. <laughs> oh, I'm a big SpongeBob guy. I loved SpongeBob as a kid, and obviously, yeah. Now you now you know why probably that I watched so much SpongeBob. Yeah, that's well, pretty accurate. Who didn't? Don't be ashamed. Yeah. We will always oh my do gosh, yeah. weird SpongeBob like deep cut references. It's <laughs> it's actually disgusting. Yeah, sometimes I find myself. No, I, I love it. it, and I'm just like, what is that from? What the fuck is that from? Oh, SpongeBob. Like, SpongeBob. <laughs> classic. Yeah. Uh, what about the um, NFT now, FOMO? We're feeling it too. NYC and, NFT and, and, yeah. and let's fuck this up again. NFT NYC. The FOMO is real. Yeah, NFT NYC. Yep. Yeah, dude. I don't know what I'm going to do, honestly, for those four days. Uh, it's <laughs> like, I'm going to be seeing like everybody like, you know, doing their thing. Like, are people even going to go on Twitter? What am I going to do with my life? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think about I, that. I, 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 yeah, I was tweeting with the, or I was responding to like Pranksy last night. I was like, maybe I'll like uh, do like a four day straight Twitter space just for folks that aren't going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. We can, we can make it through together. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. be there with you because we also can't make it to New York. So we'll be on your spaces. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh, it's tough. But you know what? There'll, there'll be another event, hopefully. Hopefully L.A., fingers crossed, for me personally. <laughs> that would be helpful. And you know what? I like planes, so I'll go anywhere, man. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're, we're driving distance. And, I mean, we just work regular jobs, so we can't just take Monday through Friday off. It's and- like a Tuesday. <laughs> like, make it a weekend or something. Come on. Yeah, it's like all these NFT people that ha- don't have like regular jobs. Yeah, that's yeah. that's tough. 
maybe it'll be stupid. It'll just be people showing each other their crypto punks and their board apes, and we'll just be sitting there without them. So it's probably a good thing that we're not going. That's yeah, you know, it, stuff, at least. Yeah, that's actually true. You know what? We'll just we'll just go with that. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. What do you got coming up? Anything uh, on the horizon? Yeah, so I got a few things. I got a bunch of things actually that I'm working on. I what what am I working on? I'm working on some collectors badges that I'm really excited about. So essentially, it'll be like a uh, a collector's badge for anybody who's bought a one of one for me off the primary market. And essentially, um, I've kind of already talked about it. So it's basically going to be like a digital jersey. Um, yeah, with the collector's name on name on the back, and the number is going to like correspond with which with when they purchase the uh like the one of one from me so like in order my first yeah. my yeah like my genesis on super rare like didn't get purchased until like a year later so that's like roger dickerman so he's like number like 16 or something like so in order of when they purchased it if that makes sense so yeah. so everybody's gonna have their name and number on it um and like a little um something that like uh is involved from that piece like on the sleeve so um i'm super excited about it um it's kind of like ready to go i'm just trying to like uh figure out like somebody that can help me out with a smart contract um which is in high demand at the moment so, uh, i'm trying to figure that out i'm trying to be patient because i've i've from you know talking to people now recently i've realized like how important having a good smart smart contract is um so i'm you know trying to be patient and just kind of wait till i can uh get some help on a smart contract and then I'm going to release that. And then I have a few different um, drops coming drop in November and January that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about where they're at at the moment, but I'm super excited about it. So yeah, those are, that's kind of what's on the horizon, but I'm really excited about the collector's badges. So fingers crossed I can, I can get those out soon. Oh yeah. That's can you say where the drops are in November and January? Is that secret as well? Um, Hmm. When is this cool podcast? Is. When is this podcast coming coming out? This will come out uh, next Monday. Next Monday. So, ooh, keep it on the deal. Keep it. I can bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, you want to? You want to? You guys want to hear it? But you promise to bleep it out. I'll I'll bleep it out. I promise. Okay, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, do that. Um, <laughs> so November, I'm dropping with uh, so long about that, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then it, it's been a it's been a long time, but January, I'm finally I'm back, so I'm excited. Yeah, hell yeah! And then I saw you uh, rocking the parallel hoodie, dude. Are you doing some parallel. stuff with them? Uh, not really. No, I'm not really working with them, but um, I've kind of just been like chatting with whoever runs the their account on Twitter ever since like they kind of got started and we've kind of just been like chatting here and there and I've collected some of their, their cards and kind of just love what they're doing. So um, I love to like, you know, support them. I think they're super, super cool. And I'm, I'm excited for the game to come out. So kind of just, and they sent me the hoodie. So why not, you know, rep yeah. it? and um, it's one of my favorite projects. So, yeah. So I'm actually not up on like what that is. You want to give me like a short and quick one on uh, what parallel and what, what the game actually is for sure. Yeah. So, I've never actually played a game like that, but it's basically like a a card stacking game. So like you stack these decks of cards and there's like four or five different categories of decks that you can stack. And basically like you're you're playing your your deck of cards against somebody else. Um, they always talk about like two different examples of games that it's going to be similar to, but I always forget. But essentially, yeah, you're going to 
stack your cards and you're going to be playing against other people. Um, and I think that a portion of like their secondary sales is going to be used as like prize money for the game. So yeah, I don't honestly know too much about the game yet. I, I know they talk more about it on their podcast and whatnot, but I just kind of got hooked on like the art. I thought the art was like crazy sick. So yeah, that's kind of like a really like generic rundown on, on what it's going to be, but I'm excited. Nonetheless, I know they got like the, one of the head guys at YouTube now is like on their team and, and they wow. just got like a $500 million valuation. So they're like doing big things. So I think, um, I think it's gonna be really cool. Hell yeah. That's more than I knew. So that's brought me up to speed. Same. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's not like the, I feel like the entry price isn't so bad for um, some of their stuff. So uh, they actually have a drop, I think on Halloween, maybe um, I would try and get in on that if you can. I, I mean, it's going to be like, I'm not sure how easy it's going to be to get a pack, but um, last dude, last funny story, last pack drop that parallel had was like during season and it was at four o'clock. We had a five o'clock game. So I was like, perfect. It's an hour before the game. Uh, I set up my laptop. I'm on my hotspot, like ready to go for this pack drop. And they throw out a tweet at like four Oh one, like, Hey, we have to postpone until five. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. It's like, Oh, and and then, so sure enough, I had to like run out to the bullpen. <laughs> like, you know, I couldn't, couldn't get the pack drop. So uh, I'm excited to at least have a chance this time. Love it. Uh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I love a good uh, drop story. Yeah. I've been, I've bought Nifty, like from Nifty Gateway, like checking out at a grocery store and having to like, feel bad that I was like ignoring the cashier lady. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like trying to buy this mad dog Jones right now or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude, can't explain it, it to normies either. It's like, it's so hard to in, in a quick way to tell them what you're doing without sounding insane. For sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're never going to get it within like a period of like 30 seconds. Like, like, Hey, I'm buying a JPEG. Like what's a JPEG. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Grind, grind doesn't stop. Sometimes you got to like pick up an NFT on the road. I just picked up like the last parallel. They did like a, they do these like faucet drops. So basically you have to like pay gas and that's, that's it. Like they, but it's like a high number. Anyways, I like pulled out my laptop. I was at lunch, like out to lunch with like my wife and it's like, sorry, like I got to pick up this like <laughs> I'm working. Parallel. Yeah. I got to pick up this NFT. Like grind doesn't stop. You know what I mean? That's why I tell my wife, I'm like, uh, you know, anytime I'm on the computer doing like NFT stuff, it's like, I'm working. This is my second job. Yeah. yeah. Full-time, full-time gig. <laughs> let me tell you. Listen, I play baseball for fun. I'm really fucking serious about these pictures on the internet. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Honestly, it's good stuff. It's a blast. I mean, I really enjoyed talking with you, man. And um, your journey is just something for people to aspire to. I, I love seeing that people coming from different backgrounds Maybe you had an eye for art when you were younger and you really like honed your craft over this like two year period or so. Well, God, it feels like 10 years, but however long it's been, but you nailed it, man. We appreciate you coming on and talking with us. Thank you guys. Yeah. I really appreciate the kind words and you guys have been, you know, one of my favorite follows from, you know, a long time, you know, so uh, it's been a pleasure and, um, and yeah. Thanks, it bro. took too long. We should have reached out a long time ago. Yeah. We'll we're keep... just, we're bad at this, bad at scheduling things. <laughs> like we're bad at podcasting, but somehow this just, it works. I don't know. 
it's all good, man. I I'm bad at scheduling too. So like, I, I totally get it. It's like with NFTs, it's like, dude, there's so much going on. Like good luck <laughs> trying to schedule stuff. So uh, <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy. We got to kind of like chat and connect a little bit. It's been fun. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. We're looking forward to what you got coming out too. Uh, honestly looking forward to seeing those tokens come out because those jerseys are going to be sick. I'm thinking more yeah. about it now, like that's a great concept. That's a perfect concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought it fit pretty well. So I, I'm super, super fired up to get those out finally. As long as they come with physical, so you can throw it on and then you can start just. Dude, like, that's, the, that's the funny part. I was talking to, I was talking to like one of the collectors and um, I was like, yeah, I would love to do a, a physical. Like that'd be so sick. But I was like, ah, that might be expensive. And he was like, dude, like expensive, like <laughs> you're talking like we're, we're talking about like NFTs versus physicals. Like a Jersey might be like a hundred bucks, which is like <laughs> 0. 0.04, 0.03 ETH or whatever. Right. He's like, you could totally do physicals. I'm like, honestly, that'd be pretty sweet. So um, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get around to that at some point. Um, that'd be really, really cool. Well, we got time and I'm sure we'll be, uh, We'll be crossing paths somewhere at some point. So it won't be in New York this week, but soon enough. It's all good. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next time, but, uh, but great to, uh, great to meet you guys. I really appreciate you guys yep. having me on. Yeah, man. We'll Sweet. see you when we're out in LA. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Honestly, let me know for sure. We'll do. Perfect. All right, man. Catch you later. All right. Fellas. Thanks so much. Later, man. Peace. Damn. That's nifty. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty, that's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. Aphorius fears he leaked a plan. Exula worked on Iron Man. How cool is that? Mad Dog Jones, the dude so fine, he hand draws every single line. I sure as hell didn't know that. Fuck Render built a gallery to raise new artist popularity. What a guy. Yeah, man, he's a good guy. Too much lag like a nomad, all his belongings in a single bag. All these things, can't you see? I learned all that's NFT. That's NFT. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. Damn, that's a nifty NFT. 